Welcome to The Leader's Notebook with Dr. Mark Rutland. Dr. Rutland is a world-renowned leadership expert. He is a New York Times best-selling author, and he has served as the president of two universities. The Leader's Notebook is brought to you by Global Servants. For more information about Global Servants, please visit our website, globalservants.org. Here is your host, Dr. Mark Rutland. It's almost impossible to think about Christmas without considering angels. They decorate everything, they're on our Christmas cards, we hang them on our Christmas trees, and we sing songs about them. And yet, there is so much confusion and misinformation about these magnificent creatures. Hello, I'm Mark Rutland. Welcome to The Leader's Notebook. These next two podcasts are going to be about Christmas. Today, I want to deal with angels. And it is a fun and exciting topic, and I hope you'll stay tuned. At the end of the podcast, someone is going to come on and talk to you about how to get a very special Christmas present for someone that you love or for yourself, Uh, maybe multiple of them, as long as they last. We have a bundle of five little books I wrote some years ago that came out uh, successive Januaries on January the 1st for five straight years, and they all had one-word titles. And we're going to bundle those all up, make them available to you for a special, special discount just for Christmas presents. Of course, you can get any of my books for Christmas presents at drmarkrutland.com. But I hope that you will um, get these as long as they last and uh, you can get any of the other books. I just want to remind you as you purchase books at drmarkrutland.com, I do not take any of the money from those book sales. Not one penny on drmarkrutland.com, on Amazon, the royalties from the publishers, none of those go to me. They all go to support our girls' homes in Thailand and West Africa. So I hope that you'll believe that your Christmas shopping this year is helping us help little girls. We're saving little girls for big destinies. And your book purchases from drmarkrutland.com Help us save little girls for big destinies. Thank you very much in advance. Now let's talk about the angels. Let me read a couple of passages of Scripture. I think they're going to be very familiar to you, unless you've been brought up in a cave. Uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 26, And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. So that's the appearance of the angel Gabriel to speak to the virgin Mary about her coming pregnancy. And then in Luke chapter 2, beginning with verse 10, uh, we see the, the story of the angels as they appeared to the shepherds in the field. Let's begin at verse 8, Luke chapter 2 and verse 8. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. 
and suddenly there was with the angel, or you might translate it with that one angel, a multitude of the heavenly host. In other words, at first there was one angel, and then suddenly there was a vast army of angels praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass. Now, let's consider the whole mission, purpose, and nature of angels. So first of all, angels are created beings. They are not to be worshipped or adored. They are created beings just like we are created beings of a different order. They are a supernatural being. There there are multiple orders of angels. In Isaiah chapter 6 is the only time in the whole Bible that the word seraph is used, but there are seraphim that appeared. Those are great six-winged angels. There are angels that appear to human beings in human forms, like the angel Gabriel. We assume that somehow or another he looked like a human being. There were the angels that appeared in the garden uh, tomb after the death and resurrection of Jesus. So there are angels that can take human form, but they are created. Not too long ago, there was an evangelist uh, who turned out to be a phony sort of guy, a, a broken preacher of some sort or another, and he claimed that he was getting private information, leadership and guidance from some female angel that was like his particular angel. Whenever you hear any story like that, immediately pull up the drawbridge because you don't want to let that person into your life. Angels are not our private possessions. They are not to be adored. They are not to be worshiped. They are strictly messengers from God, ministering spirits that actually are sent to carry messages to us. The word angel in Greek simply means messenger. So if I give my secretary a handwritten note and say, please take this down the hall and hand it to one of the vice presidents, she becomes my angel. She is simply a messenger. So Gabriel, this uh, heavenly creature, becomes an angel because he is carrying the message of God to the Virgin Mary. The angel that appears in the sky to the, to the shepherds is a messenger, tells them what to do, go into Bethlehem, find this baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. So he is carrying a message. Then suddenly that angel is surrounded by many other, it says a host, we don't know what that means, but a vast number. Three is not a host. A thousand is a host. So there's this heavenly choir, chorus of angels that are all saying or perhaps singing glory to God in the highest. The risk is that they are so attractive, so powerful, so supernatural, radiant, that we are tempted uh, to confuse who they are and even worship them. In Revelation chapter 19, John the Revelator, John himself, not some uneducated shepherd in the field or unprepared shepherd, but John the Revelator, when the angels tells him in uh, Revelation 19, write down all the things that you've heard. 
it, it says that John is tempted to bow down and worship him. And the angel says, do it not. Don't do that. I am of the same order as you are. I'm a created servant of God, just like you are a created servant of God. So the first thing is, angels are creations of God. They are not to be worshipped or adored. And nothing that any angel or a being purporting to be an angel ever says to you that is contrary to Scripture, contrary to the mind and will of God, you must immediately not only ignore it, but bind it and cast it out. The second thing is this. If angels or when angels do appear to us, thank God for it, rejoice in it, but we're not supposed to be addicted to it. In other words, we have to live in the natural realm in which we live. It says after the angel Gabriel speaks or spoke to Mary, he went away. After the angels spoke to the shepherds and sang and appeared to them in the heavens, then they went away. In other words, angels do not stay with us 24-7, they, or at least we don't see them 24-7, we have to live in the realm in which we live. What does that mean? It means that we have to cope in the natural realm. God's resources with us. God's grace is with us. The power of the Holy Spirit surrounds us. He gives us wisdom and supernatural wisdom and guidance and may, in fact, send an angel. But we cannot sit on our back porch and say, I will not be moved. I won't act. I won't proceed until God sends an angel. You don't you don't get to dictate to God when angels appear to you. I don't know that I for sure that I've ever seen an angel. I never saw one that looked like the angels that you see on Christmas cards. I will tell you one time when I had a supernatural appearance in my life, and I believe it reveals yet another reason that angels come, and that is to protect us. I had flown down to the domestic airport in Lagos, Nigeria. And that day, if you took an internal flight, I flew down from Kaduna to Lagos and you would fly to the domestic airport. Then you'd take a taxi or a car or something over to the international airport to Murtala Mohammed Airport to fly out back to London. So I had flown down and I got my bags and stepped out on the front of the little domestic airport and was ready to take a taxi. A taxi pulled up and I started toward the taxi and suddenly a man I had not seen before or who had not been there before was standing next to me. A very well-dressed, handsome-looking Nigerian man, obviously Nigerian, and he reached his arm out without saying a word and he put his arm across my chest and he looked me in the eye and shook his head sideways as if to say, don't do this. Somehow, it was so arresting, it was so um, authoritative that I just waved the taxi off. A second taxi came, and this man did the same thing exactly, put his arm across my chest, hindered me from approaching the taxi, and shook his head. The third taxi appeared, and he nodded his head, and I got in the taxi. When I got in and closed the door, I rolled the window down to turn around and tell him thank you, and he was gone. I, I don't know for sure that that was a great, big, handsome, well-dressed Nigerian angel. I know he performed the same function as an angel in my life. I know that I didn't see him appear and I didn't see him disappear, but I've never forgotten it. I found out later 
that there are bogus rogue quote-unquote taxis that will pick people up, unsuspecting victims, at the domestic airport and then take them somewhere, rob them, or even kill them. And that man, angel, whatever, may very well have saved my life. So one of the reasons that God sends angels, seen and unseen, is for our divine protection. So sometimes they bring messages, sometimes they minister to us, and sometimes they come for protection. They are not to be worshipped, they're not to be adored, and they're not to be depended on. When God sends an angel, receive it, accept it, and be grateful. But we have to proceed with obedience in the natural realm in which we live. This year, when you look at the angels on your Christmas tree, forget about all the nonsense like in It's a Wonderful Life where it says every time uh, a bell rings, an angel gets his wings nonsense. That kind of stuff is romantic nonsense. Angels are created as angels. They're created by God. They serve God, and they are our fellow servants. They are of a different realm than we are, but they are not to be worshipped or adored, and they're not to be depended upon. We trust in God, and we live in the realm that we live in. Even if you see an angel or a host of angels, the moment will come when the angels go away. What you're left with is depending on the grace and truth and, ex- and the expressed love and presence of God with us. The presence of God far transcends the presence of angels. When the angels leave, God is still with us. God bless you, my friend, and Merry Christmas. Until we meet again, I'm Mark Rutland, and this is The Leader's Notebook. To order Dr. Rutland's Word of Life book series and other Christmas specials, please visit the store at drmarkrutland.com. Click the top banner to see all the Christmas specials. You can also order by calling our toll-free number, 888-823-8772. Thank you for listening to The Leader's Notebook.